If you're looking for a little guidance, clarity, or just some no-nonsense practical advice, you've come to the right place. It's Rebecca Fisk, your psychic next door. She's honest, compassionate, and candid, but it's her intuition that's her superpower. Named one of America's top 50 psychics, she's here for you. Call 323-657-1493. And now, your host, Rebecca Fisk. Well, good evening and welcome to Rebecca Fisk, your psychic next door. I'm super excited to have all of you tuning in tonight. Uh, And Garrett, I'm super happy you're here with me too. How are you tonight? I'm so excited. We've got a ton of callers that have already been screened and are ready with their questions. I know we'll get to them, but uh, super thrilled to be here on a Sunday night with you. Yeah. Yay. Thank you. Well, thank you. Thank you. Okay. Well, all right. I'm going to get right to it. I'm going to do a little talk. We'll do a little meditation, and then I'll start getting to your questions for tonight. Um, I know we have a lot of stuff going on politically And I just want to kind of talk about transitions because obviously we're in the middle of a really big transition here. And, you know, a lot of people have been calling me or texting me or sending emails and saying, I am so nervous. I have so much fear. I have so much anxiety. So I've been giving people some tips on breathing exercises, doing some visualizations, some grounding exercises, little routines of things that people can do to kind of bring themselves back to center. And so, you know, as we kind of anticipate uh, the changes that are going to be taking place in our government this week, everybody kind of can feel what that is, is starting to feel like. The anticipation of a change, um, you know, some uh, reports that there are going to be protests and all of these things. And so basically what I'm letting everybody know to do is just try to disconnect from the news, okay? If you want to tune in and watch the inauguration, that's great. You know, I think that's a really good thing to do. Um, But you really need to filter what you are allowing into your personal space. And I know a lot of people actually kind of tune into the news every day. I even know people who turn it on and it's just kind of sitting there in the background. And the thing is, you know, we forget that whatever is being projected on the screen is is kind of going into our system. We're getting kind of hit with that energy, whether it's good or bad. And most of the news we see is actually fear-based or it's to create some form of anxiety because it's sensationalized, so what that will it'll get our attention and keep our attention. Okay, so you know, remember that the networks are running these new pro, news programs because they want to sell advertising. So they're going to present information that maybe is magnified a bit, so that they can sell more more ads to their sponsors and for more money. If they get more viewers, they can charge more money for their ads and. You know, and I'm I'm not saying that the news isn't a beneficial service for us. You know, just be careful and, and be choosy about who you um, decide is a good, valid, um, reliable news source. You know, true journalists are interested in presenting the facts. They're not interested in, in presenting an opinion. You know, opinion pieces are very different from news pieces. Anyway, so getting back to the news, I rarely watch the news. I kind of get the little blips once or twice 
during the day to kind of see the headlines and that's it. I don't watch the news um, on a regular basis at all because I know that it just provides anxiety and I don't want to live there. That's, I, it's, it's kind of like if you like to eat clean food, I tend to eat clean food most of the time, not all the time, um, but I tend to try to eat healthy food because I know my body runs more efficiently and because I feel better. Um, and then also, to me, it just tastes really good. So I'm really careful about all of that. It doesn't mean that once in a while I don't have something that's, you know, not clean. <laughs> I love chocolate. I love chocolate. I still drink a little too much coffee, but I'm doing better with that. That was my goal from last week. Um, you know, and yeah, I love good bread. I love other kinds of foods that I know my body doesn't always really love. And, but I still eat them sometimes. Okay, so same thing, you know, but it's kind of like a decision about what is going to keep me feeling really good. And so we have to be really careful about we, what we allow into our minds as much as what we allow into our bodies. Okay, so just, you know, pay a little attention this week to what you're allowing into your thoughts. What are you allowing yourself to be fed with um, in terms of thoughts? and in terms of how people speak to you um, and the kinds of things you're listening to. Are you listening to upbeat music? Um, I have some different music things that are kind of um, available to me all the time. I just kind of have them available so I can just I'll Google to play them and they'll play them um, because they make me feel good. They make me smile. Um, I was at Trader Joe's a couple of nights ago standing in line, and it was a long line. And we're all standing there with our masks on, socially distanced. And the guy in front of me, I don't know, I'm guessing, I think he was probably about 70 years old. And there was some really great upbeat, they were playing awesome music at Trader Joe's. And so he started dancing. And, you know, some people just kind of looked at him and I started dancing too because it was like, it was great music. You know, it made you want to dance anyway. Uh, but anyway, he, he was a super nice guy. He ended up actually letting me go ahead of him in line. And, you know, it was, it was just one of those things where we got a moment to have joy. Um, and, and some people just thought we were strange, which, I mean, most people who know me well know that I don't really care what other people think. <laughs> I try not to hurt anybody, right? Uh, but it was a lovely moment. And, you know, he was so kind and just, you know, looking for the joy. So, you know, that's another thing that will help you stay more positive. So one of the things I want to address is I want to talk a little bit about fear and I want to talk a little bit about anxiety because I've had so many people so wracked with fear, they feel paralyzed. And then I have other people who are dealing with anxiety issues. And I'm not talking about if you've been diagnosed with anxiety and you're under a doctor's care for that. I'm talking about, you know, anxiety as, as it is defined as always feeling more worried or nervous or, um, you know, that you're, that, that you just are always kind of feeling like you're on high alert. Okay. That's what anxiety is. It tends to be something that stays with you. Um, whereas fear is actually defined as, as an emotion caused by, caused by the belief that something is dangerous and likely to cause pain. Okay. So fear is basically anticipation of something you think might happen. It's like the what ifs, what ifs, what ifs, what ifs. That's fear. Anxiety is, oh, my gosh, I feel this way all the time. I feel this way all the time. The reason that I'm bringing that up 
is because with anxiety, it's something that typically needs to be addressed in an ongoing way. All right? We can kind of talk about fear it, um, because even though fear is an emotion and it's giving us, us um, information, because I always talk about how emotions give us information, um, fear is, a, is a much more temporary than anxiety. And fear you can actually kind of rationalize it away. Because when we think about it, it's like, okay, well, is that really happening? And how many times have we had a situation occur that didn't really happen after all? We, we, we have fear about something happening that doesn't happen way more often than it actually occurs. Okay? So just to kind of give you some clarity on all of that, because I have people say, well, I don't know if I have anxiety or I don't know if this is a fear. I don't know what this is. So that's why I'm kind of clarifying this for you right now. Um, and so the other thing is we can always do things to calm ourselves down. With anxiety, it's a situation where you may need to kind of change your routine on an ongoing basis. And, again, you know, you, if you have something that's been diagnosed, obviously, you know, you may need a doctor's care for that to kind of help you cope. Um, but the fear thing, we can, get you, we can get you kind of reset out of that. Okay. Uh, okay. So I'm going to talk a little bit about breathing techniques and visualizations that I do because I have a lot of people who call and they'll say, well, how come you sound calm? <laughs> well, first of all, I basically pray and meditate every day and it helps. And, and you know, it's a, it's, it's a double-edged sword with, with COVID because I've been given the opportunity to spend more time going within. It's really been a great impetus for me to, to really work on myself. Um, and it's given me a lot of time to actually meditate, pray, chant, focus on the things um, that are important to me. And, and remind, you know, I get my little daily reminders when I'm doing the chanting and all of, all of that, that I can change my mindset, which changes my, my, my vibration. And then it gives me the opportunity to stay calm and peaceful. I don't, even notice it so much now, except I do have this overall feeling of peace most of the time now. And I can honestly say that a year ago, I did not have that. So there's been a lot of transformation as we have this transition in our government. You can look at the energy of the last couple of weeks. We had a new moon. It's in Capricorn. I'm not an astrologer, but I do know that the energy of all of this was what do you want to create, which we get with all new moons. But the energy of this one specifically is letting go of the things that no longer work, letting go of toxicity, shifting away from, from toxic relationships, letting go of jobs and things that just don't work and stepping into the new. And so, you know, I kind of have seen this energy working in my own life in the last couple of weeks. Um, part of that was because of my intentions for the new year, um, because I, I think I mentioned last time, I don't do New Year's resolutions, I do New Year's goals. And then to me, the word resolution is, you know, based on being resolute, being focused, determined about something. And so my resolutions, my being resolute, are a, is about resolving anything from last year that I feel like I did not resolve. So it gave me an opportunity to kind of, you know, work on my relationship stuff, 
and come back to, into a relationship with myself. And I did that in such a way that I'm in a more peaceful place than I've ever been in my life, much more in the place of allowing and surrendering and allowing people to be who they are, allowing me to be who I am, and embracing that I am right where I am. So the transition for me has been, what do I want to focus on now? And so I'm doing things in my business a different way, but I'm also focused on how can I stay centered in my relationships no matter what the interactions are. And if somebody pushes a button, really look at what's the familiar, why are they pushing a button? This is something that's being triggered in me that's based on a previous experience or trauma in my own life. So there's been a lot of ownership for me of taking responsibility for how I respond to things in my life that is different than it was even a few months ago. And so I have faced my insecurities. I'm still continuing to do that because just because I got checked a lot of those big ones off my list, it doesn't mean that I don't have days where I go, okay, wait a minute, I'm feeling insecure about this. And why is that? Why is that? What it, what's this reminding me of? What's the trigger here? And how do I come back to center and then move forward? So just kind of be aware of how you're feeling in your body. Are you feeling centered? Are you feeling peaceful? Do you feel calm? And if you don't, is there some little thing that you can do to help yourself feel calm in the moment? Okay, so, you know, music is a really good one. Maybe you want to feel upbeat. Maybe you want to feel calm. Um, music is always a really good helper for that. And, you know, like I'll suggest to people, take a bath or go for a little walk. You know, if you're in an area where, you know, you can go out and exercise and, and you know, follow the protocols. You know, we're, we're exercising here. Um, I exercise regularly with one of my friends who's been in my bubble the whole time. And uh, we have masks on unless we're drinking our coffee. Uh, but, you know, the socially distancing and all of that, whenever we pass anybody, we're just being careful. But going for walks, I mean, that's – so I get to, to kill a lot of birds with one stone in my, in my walks. We walk early in the morning, usually around 5.15 a.m. Uh, we both like watching the sun come up. So watching the sunrise for me fills me up. It's it's peaceful, it's, it's exhilarating, it's beautiful to look at, um, it's the promise of a new day. It, it, there's a lot for me that I love about watching the sunrise. Love going for walks. I love being outside as long as I'm warm enough. <laughs> and then Danny and I talk, oh, how's it going today? What's going on? That's my friend that I walk with. And we drink coffee and we both love coffee. So, you know, for us, that is a huge stress reliever. And in a lot of ways, that's kind of been a coping thing for me. I mean, that's, it's, it's in some ways been like a saving grace for me. Um, we should all be so lucky as to have somebody who is willing to, to, to get up before dawn and go for a walk with us if we feel so inclined. My, my night owl friends are like, oh, there's no way. <laughs> but for us, we love it. So, you know, find, find a friend who's your kind of crazy. That's, that's the way I look at it. That's what I say to Danny, and, and we both laugh about it. Uh, okay. So the other thing to help you feel calm, and this is for any time, these tips really are for any time, is try to stay in a routine. Whatever your body is used to is what will help support wellness, unless you know you have a lot of bad habits that you want to change. So if your typical routine 
is to eat well and get enough sleep and drink enough water and get some exercise. Then stick to whatever that routine is. And, you know, it, it, I have a lot of friends who say, yeah, but I haven't been exercising enough. Or, yeah, but I haven't really been drinking enough water. Or, eh, I haven't really been getting enough rest. Okay, is there some little thing you can do to improve that that's going to make your body feel better? And something really simple. You know, I've, I've done my accountability things, like I said, the last couple of weeks, right? The first week it was drink more water. This last week it's, it's drink less coffee. I have been pretty successful at drinking less coffee. I'm patting myself on the back. Um, the water is coming along. I still could improve a little bit more, but I'm doing really well compared to where I was three weeks ago. So I'm continuing to make strides in the right direction for my own well-being. So what I'm going to add this week, and then we'll get to the, the meditation. What I'm going to add this week is I need to do physical therapy exercises. I re-injured a knee. I've had meniscectomies on both of my knees, lateral meniscectomies. And years ago, the one knee was like 2003, and the other knee was in 2015. So it's been years for both. And I re-injured the one knee, oh, almost, I don't know. It's, it's been a few weeks. And it is getting better very slowly. So Danny and I have reduced the number of miles that we're walking um, because of my knee. Thank you, Danny, for accommodating me. Um, but I'm not there yet. And I've known that I really need to incorporate the physical therapy exercises back in because that will help my knees heal more quickly and stay more stable. So that's my goal this week is if I do nothing else, I'll still keep walking and I'm going to add in the physical therapy exercises. I'm probably going to do those every other day. So that's my accountability thing. So I'll do them tomorrow. I'll do them Wednesday. I'll do them Friday. Um, I'm not sure yet if I'll do them on Sunday, but maybe. <laughs> I'll let you know next week. So, so that's what I'm going to do because all of these things are moving me in the direction of wellness, and they support my goals for my own wellness. Okay, uh, one of the things that I want to point out is my fitness goals are all about how I feel and the health of my body. They are not about how I look. For the first time in my life, when I started on this program, uh, it's been a little over a year and a half, almost two years, not quite. And it was because I had injured the other knee. And so I had gone to a physical therapist and they basically just said, look, you know, because at that time I weighed about 40 pounds more than I weigh now. The doctor just said flat out, look, you're lucky. You know, your bones are pretty good. You do have the beginning stages of arthritis. And I have to tell you something you're not going to want to hear. And I looked at him and I said, I need to lose weight. And he said, yes, because if you don't lose weight, you will get arthritis. There is no way to avoid it. And I went, okay, I don't want arthritis. That's it. So that was the motivating force for me the first, for the first time in my life instead of, oh, it's summer's coming and I should try to lose weight. It was always about something outside of myself until this time. And so all of my goals around my fitness and my health are just that. What do I need to do to support my knees? Because I would like to keep them. I know I can get them replaced. I'd rather not. You know, I'd really rather have them for the rest of my life. So what do I need to do to support them? 
because they take me everywhere I want to go. My feet and my legs literally take me everywhere I want to go. I want to keep them. I want to take care of them. So the reason that I mentioned that is if you have goals, really ask yourself what the motivation is behind the goal. Are you motivated because it's something that speaks to you and resonates from within you? Or are you motivated because somebody else you know did such and such and you're like, well, if they did that, then I want to do that. Because that's not a great reason. So do it because you love yourself enough to do it for you. The self-love thing is really interesting. There are layers and layers and layers. And I can honestly say that it's very recent for me that I actually really feel what that is. And it's making decisions because it's what I want. I had a really great epiphany recently. And the epiphany was I was letting dishes pile up in my sink for, you know, a couple, few days at a time. And I would kind of make a joke about it. You know, like, oh, my magic wand's in the shop, or I keep waiting for them to do themselves. They're, they're so patient. They keep waiting for me to do them. And I finally realized, you know, if one of my friends said, hey, you know, I got to do some chores and whatever, but will you come keep me company? Of course I would go do that. And, you know, like, I, and I, I'll do their dishes for them. I don't, I don't mind. I'll help them organize. I'll help them do their dishes, whatever. I don't mind. And I'm happy to, to leap at the opportunity to go help my friends. But I don't want to do that for myself, or I didn't want to do that for myself. And so within the last couple of weeks, I really sat with that, and I realized, you know, I'm worthy of loving the space I live in. I love my place. I absolutely love my place. But then why am I not loving it and the things that serve the quality of my life so that they can love me back? And I know it sounds silly. Yes, it's a dish full of, uh, it's a sink full of dishes. But now I'm cooking every day. Not just throwing stuff in the microwave. I'm cooking every day. And I'm cleaning everything up every day. And it feels really good because I'm more grounded and centered in my body. And because I finally believe I'm worth loving myself that much. That I can, can love myself enough to want to do these things for me the way that I'm willing to do them for other people that I love. So pay attention. Look at things you can do that are loving for you because that whole thing about filling up your own cup so that you have something to give to others, it's really true. I'm a much better listener because I'm more grounded and present. And because I'm allowing myself to just be, it's a really good feeling. I recommend it. Okay. So today we're going to do a meditation that I really love to do. It's really more like a visualization. And so we're going to spend a few minutes with that. Um, And so do what's comfortable for you. If you can sit up straight with your feet flat on the floor and your spine straight, 
that's um, great. If you don't feel comfortable doing that, then just get into a comfortable position where you're relaxed. And we're going to do a visualization. So I'm going to have you close your eyes, but not quite yet. I want to kind of explain what we're going to do first. And then we'll do the, we'll do the visualization. Okay. So this is actually one of my really favorite, favorite visualizations to do, because you can do this anytime, anywhere, and it's really relaxing. So I want you to think about the most relaxing vacation you've ever been on. I want you to think about what you can see is as if you were there right now, and go ahead and close your eyes if you feel comfortable doing that. Sit up straight, close your eyes. And I want you to, to from that place, you imagine that, that place, your very favorite, most relaxing vacation experience. And I want you to look around you, and I want you to take in what you saw when you were in this place. You kind of look all the way around in your mind at the things that that you saw when you were in that place. And I want you to breathe into that, in through the nose and out through the mouth. And then I want you to feel what that felt like. You know, what what was the temperature where you were? What kind of clothing were you wearing? How did you feel inside? Were you feeling super joyful? Maybe you were super excited about something you were going to do. Or maybe it was just peaceful and content and just very relaxed. And then I want you to think about what you were smelling at that time. How many smells did you have? Was there food? Or you may be at the ocean and you you could smell the briny sea air. Maybe somebody was barbecuing. What did you smell? And then if you ate food or you drank something, what did it taste like? Breathe into that. Breathe in through the nose and out through the mouth. What did it taste like when you were there? And then what did you hear? Can you... Think of three or four, maybe even five different sounds when you were in this very relaxing place. And breathe into that again. Breathe in through the nose and out through the mouth. And just let yourself sink into that, allowing all of the senses to be in that moment, that very relaxed place and vacation. We're going to take a couple more breaths, deep breathing into the nose and out through the mouth. And in through the nose and out through the mouth, just sinking deeper into that relaxation. Not a care in the world. And one more deep breath in the nose. And pulling out through the mouth. And now keeping your eyes closed, we're just going to watch the breath. 
Breathe in and exhale. And breathe in and exhale, just watching the breath. And one more. Breathe in and exhale. And when you feel so inclined, open your eyes. And then gently shake out your hands and your feet and your arms and your legs, bringing you back to the present moment, but letting your body still be in that feeling of relaxation. Okay. So you can do that visualization anytime. Your brain doesn't actually know if you're truly experiencing that right now or if it's just a memory. So if you really focus on the sensation that your senses were allowing you to experience when it happened and you do that again in the memory, your body will go to that place of relaxation. Okay, so Garrett, do I have you with me? (laughs) (sighs) Just thinking about that vacation and the time I ate the hot dogs at the beach. And yeah, no. Okay. Okay. Um, Are you ready to take some calls? Well, I am, but you know what? I'm going to do something first that I haven't done and I didn't tell you I was going to do this. Oh, goodness. (laughs) Oh, goodness. Yeah. And I know you're not doing a lot on social media these days. So I actually put it out to uh, some of my uh, followers to send in some questions and I would choose an email question to answer on the air. So I'm going to do that first. Oh, cool. And so, um, so I got several and, and I love this one. So this question is, hi, my nine-year-old is learning about psychic phenomenon. And she asked if I would ask Rebecca, can Rebecca answer her own questions? Or can she only see or answer other people's questions? That's a good one. Which is a great question. And I, I do get people asking me that. Well, can you do a reading for yourself? And the, the very quick answer to that one is, well, I can, but it's a lot more difficult because I'm emotionally attached to the outcome. <laughs> So I'm, since I'm emotionally attached to the outcome of my own life, it's very hard for me to get out of my own way for me. So, but I can do it. It's just, it requires more meditation or, you know, like in other words, when I do a reading for somebody, I can pretty much do it on the fly now because I've been practicing for over 30 years. But when I want to do something for myself, if I have a question for me, then I tend to, to need more time like meditating and getting really clear to get out of my own way before I start getting the clarity that I want and need for myself. And frankly, you know, that leads me into my little plug for Stephanie. Um, I'd rather call my friend Stephanie, <laughs> who has her own show on Tuesday mornings at 8 a.m., and um, because she's a, a, an amazing psychic as well. And so we, we sometimes do readings for each other. So I'm a lot more inclined to actually call her and say, can you do a reading for me? Because I need some clarity. It's, it's actually easier to call and ask her than it is for me to 
how long am I going to sit in meditation today before I feel like I'm really clear enough to get my own clarity for me? Now, that doesn't mean I don't get information. So, you know, I have my times that are, that are specific where I get, you know, the ideas just pop in where it's like, oh, you should do that. Okay. So I'm one of those who, you know, if I'm not doing, if I, <laughs> sometimes when I'm taking a shower, I'll just have thoughts like pop in my head. So that's one thing. And then sometimes when I'm walking or, um, you know, once in a while when I'm driving, I'll just like thoughts will just pop in my head. But I'm also really good about if there's something weighing on my mind and I need clarity. Um, when I do my gratitudes at night, one of the things that I'll do is, you know, I'll basically say, thank you, God, for an answer to this question and, and for some clarity about whatever. So a lot of times I'll actually process some of it during the night. And so sometimes I'll wake up in the morning and go, oh, that's what I should do. Okay. So, you know, the thing about doing that before you go to sleep, and anybody can do that, is that we let our subconscious mind kind of work on our stuff for us while we're sleeping. So that's why, you know, the other thing is if you have worries, you know, if you write them down before you go to sleep, you're letting your brain go of the attachment to needing to worry about them because you don't want to forget but it also allows that, that thought and that question to go into your subconscious mind. So um, that's always a good, a good time to, to ask some of those questions. But anyway, yeah, so great question, just amazing question. Um, I can read for myself, but it's, it's a lot more difficult. And, uh, yeah, great question, great question. So, okay, I'm ready. Okay. Okay. Um, and a shameless plug for Rebecca, RebeccaFisk.com is her website. If you'd like to book a private reading with Rebecca, please go there and send her a message and she'll have one of her team members get back in touch with you and get something set up. It's quite lovely and super, super fun. But it's like calling into the show, except it's only you. So, um, Rebecca, our first caller, I don't know if, Rebecca, you know, the listeners, I don't know if they know that you have such a beautiful singing voice. Do you feel like singing Happy Birthday tonight? Oh, I think I'm turning like purple. I'm so red right now. Thank you. Thank you for that. Um, You know, I will only do it, Garrett, if you do it with me. And I have to say, I don't sing happy birthday well at all. I mean, I don't don't think of it as a serious song to sing. So I just kind of go, yeah, happy birthday, whatever. Um, You know. Yeah. Okay. Well, our first caller is Andrea, and we'll skip the singing, Andrea, but it's her birthday, and she has questions okay. about health. So, Andrea, welcome to the show. You're live with Rebecca Fisk, your psychic next door. Go ahead, please. Yeah. Well, it's interesting because my mother is a psychic, and I was adopted, so I can actually sometimes read myself as well, but <laughs> it's it's not as easy. As, yeah. Yeah. Well, happy birthday, by the way. Thank you. <laughs> happy, happy, happy birthday. <laughs> Um, okay, so what is your question today? And thank you for that too. That's I think that's awesome. <laughs> yes, like I can, I like I can pick out things that I know things are going to happen before they happen, and like, and sometimes I freak myself out because I was adopted. I didn't really grow up with her, so it's interesting. But um, so last year I had some some health things. I ended up having some surgery, and I'm still having one thing with some like um, my hernia, like a hernia that I have. Do you? St- I don't see surgery. Like I said, I can, I can be myself. I don't see surgery, but I, I'm trying to see how it will get fixed. If I, you know, maybe my chiropractor or something else. I don't know. What you, whatever okay. you pick up. Okay. So a couple things, and I have to say, you know, and I'm going to qualify this. So sometimes somebody will say something or they'll ask me a question, and immediately it's like, oh, I remember my friend had blah, blah, blah. So, you know, that's not my intuition. 
so I want to give you some suggestions about what she did, but then I want to go into the intuitive part for you, okay? Okay. So I have a very, very dear friend who had a really bad hernia. She went to the doctor, and the doctor was like, you need to have surgery, like, right now. She's like, I don't want to have surgery. And he said, you need surgery. There's no way around this. She said, give me 90 days. Give me 90 days to try something, and this, I'll come back in 90 days, and if I still have it, then you can do surgery. And the doctor said, okay. So she went home, and she put herself on basically a juice diet. I think it was raw foods and juices and something. I don't know exactly, but if you, if you send me an email, Rebecca at IamRebecca.com, um, and say, hey, this is Andrea from the show. I will get the information from her about what she did, and I'll give it to you. But okay. she went back to the doctor 90 days later, and they did, like, they did some kind of scan. I, don't, I think it was an MRI. And the doctor double-checked everything. There, it was gone. It was completely gone. And wow. the doctor did it twice because he didn't believe it was the same patient. <laughs> so she did not. So, yeah, so she healed herself. I know she was doing visualization. I know it was food. It was, but she basically was so determined. She was like, no, my body's going to heal itself. It knows how to heal itself. I'm going to do everything I can to support it. And that's what she did. And she healed it. So, um, so that's the first thing. The other thing is, you know, the very first thing that I heard when you said you had a hernia, and I, is, what are you having a hard time stomaching? What are, you, what are you dealing with right now that is really hard for you to accept and you're having to kind of push it away? Because there's this feeling of resistance and it's like, well, this is what I agreed to, so I have to do this. That's the energy around this. Well, okay? it's a high and I know that, Yeah, you, okay. So, yeah. so what do you not want to swallow? What do you, it's, it's, it is that energy. It's that kind of energy. So, let me look in a little further here. I mean, as far as, you know, the actual protocol, I, I'm sure your doctors have probably said this to you, and, you know, I have to qualify all of this and say, look, I'm not medically trained at all. Everything right, is right. through intuition. So I have to say check with your healthcare providers and a licensed professional right. and all of that. But, you know, it's like, okay, so it's, again, this is all a feeling of stuffing emotions. Because you are somebody who always does the right thing. You always help everyone else, even when you don't feel like it. And so there's this feeling that you have stuffed all of these emotions. And this is a lifetime thing. I feel like you're pretty good about speaking up now. Um, but there's also uh, a feeling of the rug getting pulled out from underneath you, like if something feels good. Um, it's, it's this energy of, oh, this food tastes good. Let me keep eating it. And I know that's not what you're doing, but that's what's happening energetically. Let me have as much as I can of this good thing because I may never have it again. Somebody's going to pull the rug out from underneath me. And so it's like you can't keep stuffing the emotion because the emotions are coming back up. And you don't need to keep eating if, if you know, if you feel like, you know, you don't need to be afraid that you're not going to get to have it again. You will. Okay, so I know that this is not literal, but this is the energy of it. Mm-hmm. Okay, um, so so eating smaller amounts of food at a time. I'm sure you've probably already been told that. Just you know, mm-hmm. eat eat every two to three hours is much better for you. Little bits here and there, um, and you know, and try to eat the foods that that are supportive and easy to digest. You know, cooked vegetables versus raw vegetables. Um, 
again, smaller amounts, you know, I would, what the other thing that comes up is like, if you're going to have starchy foods, don't mix them with, with meat. Um, you know, because it's just easier for your body to digest this stuff. Like if you're going to eat meat, if you want to have a little piece of steak, my impression is that it's easier for your body to eat that by itself or certainly eat it with, um, you know, have some, some digestive enzymes or something that will help you kind of digest it more quickly. Uh, because for you, the danger is the stuff sitting in there for too long and then it, it can't, if it, you know, if it's not getting processed. So, um, but this is all the intuitive thing. So, um, you know, the emotional component really, I, I feel, is the biggest one. Um, let's see here. There's Yeah, you know, you are wanted. You are wanted. And I feel like that's something you need to keep telling yourself. Mm-hmm. You are wanted, and that you can be well. Because I think that's the other fear that you have is, can you be well? Can your body stay whole? And can you be well? And and my impression is yes. You just have to love yourself a little bit more, and there's got to be more nurturing. Because you're you know when it comes to other people, you're super loving, but when it comes to yourself, it's kind of like you tell yourself to get over it. <laughs> it is yeah, like, yeah, no, you're you exactly need, right. <laughs> You, you need your own loving energy for you. Treat yourself as if you are your own child. Like, oh, well, you need to feel better. Okay, is that going to make you feel cozy? Okay, good, then let's do that. But, but try to come back to loving yourself and treating yourself the way that you would treat your own child. Yeah, it makes sense. And give yourself to permission to be well. You know, do these little things for you. You, you you're going to be well. Give yourself permission to, to be well. Okay. Would you do me a favor though? Will you check back in? Sure. You know, we'll be here Sunday night. Check back in and let me know how you're doing. Okay. Okay, I will do that. All right. And happy, 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 happy birthday. Thank, thank you, thank you. <laughs> thank you for thank you, Andrea. Have, have a great night. night. Okay. Okay. Cool. And um, Andrea, throw away that fake ID. Okay. Next caller is Allison, and she has questions about moving and relocation. Allison, you're live with Rebecca Fisk, your psychic next door. Hello. Hi, Allison. Hi. How can I help tonight? Um, well, my, my uh, move is a, a cross-country move, and it is the last move I'm going to make in this Long lifetime of moving, and I already have the town. I have everything really well chosen, and am now okay. in the process of looking for uh, the the rental. Well, actually, I have found the rental, not buying the house. I am going to okay. be renting. Have found the place of my dreams. This is all online, of course, you know, because I can't travel, you know from coast to coast to find, you know, to actually go and look at the place. But uh, anyway, so, um, and this move will be happening, wow, in April, end of April. So time is really starting to feel like get on the ball. Um, so I just want to know what you see around, uh, not the move, because I know it's the right move, know it's the right location. Um, just, I guess, maybe the place I'm going to end up living 
Well, first first of all, I'm sorry. And if it, and and if you might feel that it's the place that I am now, hoping it is, I put in the application and all of that. Okay. Um, Okay. So first things first. I, I feel the fear that you have about this. And there's also, you know, part of the fear that I'm picking up on that you have is almost like, you know, your determination that this is your last move and the finality of this. So instead of putting it out there like that, try to welcome this as the next adventure on your journey. No, wait, I need to, I want to put you on, on, on timeout on that one. This, when I say the last move of my lifetime, there may be one more local move once I get there, but I have moved right. about six, about 63 times. Yeah, I it's a lot. 63 times, including overseas and back. Yeah, but it's a lot. When I say there's no fear, I really, really, really mean it. <laughs> okay. Well, then, okay. you know, all I can say is, all I can do is acknowledge what I feel. Well, and so, no you know, maybe maybe it's because you because of of having to do it one more time. If you feel like this place you land isn't going to be it, but there's, I get a little trepidation about it. So I just have to acknowledge it. Maybe it's not. Yeah. Maybe you're not feeling it right now, but I feel it. No um, okay. So as far as the place that you're looking at right now, you know, I, I feel like there will be another place after this one. Um, you know, it's one of those things where it looks really, really good, but once you actually get there, it's like there are little things that are just not quite I, – I feel like there's, there's, the things aren't quite represented the way that you think they're going to be when you get there. And, and so, you know, it's okay. It gets you there. It does the job. But then I do feel like after that there will be another place, and the place that you go to after that you really will love. It really will feel like, oh, my gosh, this is the place that I have wanted forever, and I love it, and it's like that's going to be the place. Um, As far as timing on that, you know, at the very latest, it could be a couple of years. I'm hearing 2023 at the very latest. I'm feeling like this is a summer move. It feels like around August, but it could be any time. So, the latest is 2023. Um, again, month feels like around August. So that's what's coming up. Uh, but again, that last place is, is absolutely going to be the place that you love more than any place you've ever lived. So that feels really that's, good. Yeah, that's what I said. That yeah, there, that's, there that's exactly what's coming up. So you, so you already there. know. Like a tweaking, yeah. like a tweaking kind of move. But the place I'm looking at right now is is everything that I could want at this time to to land there. And right. No, no, absolutely. But when you get there, it's like it's going to be a little smaller. There's going to be some things where you kind of go, yeah. eh, it's not quite what yeah, I thought. Yeah, yeah it's exactly. But it's, that is the temporary one. The one after that is the one where you'll stay. I am, I, that's what I said. That's my son. Yeah, that's absolutely and, right. It just you know you you know it's like a it's like a you know a job any uh, career position that you've ever wanted you have to get in the in the door yes you you spend your time there you love where you are and yet you know there's one two three steps up the ladder and that's going to be your home and that's that's how I look at that so 
Yeah, yeah. Uh, no, there's and a, that, lot, it, a lot of competition for this for the place I'm looking at, and that was kind of uh, that's a little bit of what just yeah, makes it a, uh, a little challenging. Uh, yeah. So. A lot. Yeah, try to, to try to let that go. You know, oh, allow the space that if yeah. it's the right place, it'll it'll be there. But again, yeah. I feel like I do feel like the place you're looking at, you will probably get. I just feel like once you get there, it's not. It's, yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. There's going to be disappointment. So you okay. know. Yeah. Anyway, but you're doing everything right, and and you already know you have that intuition. So just follow it. You know, you're doing a great job. I have no fear of moving. I wish I did. <laughs> okay. Well, because God bless if I had you with a that. Of moving, then I wouldn't have to. Then I wouldn't be have you know having had sixty three you know different places I've lived in my lifetime, including overseas, which by the way is not an easy move to make. So right. No, no. I I have friends who've done it. Thankfully, I haven't had to. Well, listen. I wish you all the best, okay. and I'm thank you right. so much for calling in tonight, and uh, let us know how you're doing. Yeah, well, thanks a lot. Okay. All righty. Take good care. Thank you for your call, Allison. You know, Rebecca, the three biggest um, stressors in life, death, divorce, and relocation. So good luck, Allison. I can't imagine moving 63 times. Um, Our next call is coming from um, Kathy, and Kathy is calling about relationships tonight. Kathy, you're live with Rebecca Fisk, your psychic next door. Hi, Rebecca. How are you? Hi, Kathy. I'm doing well. How can I help? Um, wanted you to look at um my relationship. Um, my guy Tony is being distant and I'm not sure what's going on. Okay. All right, hang on one second here. Okay. I mean I definitely get that he's very distracted. I almost feel like this has to do with a financial situation. And he's trying to figure it out. It's, it's interesting because I don't know that you even know about it. It's almost like he's trying to make investments and he wants to surprise you. It's that kind of an energy. Um, and so he's, he's very nervous about this. Um, and it's like he wants everything to be just right before he can kind of surprise you with it. So, um, again, it feels like he's – I don't want to say he's hiding it, but it's the intention behind it is that he wanted to surprise you with whatever this was. And it's, I feel like it's either not going quite as quickly or it's not going the way that he had hoped it would go. So, um, you know, he's kind of trying to keep it under wraps until he can kind of resolve it and then figure out, you know, how to present you with it. Um, He cares very much about you, but it really is this feeling of disappointment around finances and that kind of a thing. So it's not you. Um, you know, it's really hard when we're in a close relationship with somebody to not take things personally and make them about us. But, you know, my impression about him is that he is somebody who kind of sorts through things on his own anyway. You know, if it's something that you want to share and talk to him about, he'll work with you through it. But as far as him, he, he kind of likes to understand what he's doing and the decisions he's going to want to make before he comes and talks to you about it. Um, so this is not an abnormal behavior for him. It's just that it seems like this is a, this is a little bit longer. Like normally it doesn't take this long for him to come back and talk to you about something. Um, so my impression is that you'll see him kind of coming back around February into March, that whatever the situation is, he'll, be, he'll have resolved it. Um, it could also be a work thing as well. So, again, it's around finances. 
Um, but I feel like it will resolve itself and he'll be able to talk to you about it, I want to say, by mid-February towards and getting to March. Um, so just be patient. Try not to bug him about it. Um, you know, try to suggest joyful things the two of you can do together. Um, and it's not that you're ignoring it. It's that you're giving him the space and time that he needs to kind of process it on his own. And that supports him. But remind him of the things that he does right in the relationship. You know, like if there's something that he does regularly for you, like let's say he, maybe he makes coffee for you in the mornings, um, and you just, you know, he just kind of always does it. You know, maybe just give him a couple of extra, you know, positive affirmations about, you know, I really appreciate that you do that for me every morning. It really makes me feel loved. Or whatever it is that he's doing that's making you feel loved. But make sure you're focusing on those things right now. Um, it's, it's, he needs that right now. It'll help him feel better. Okay. But he's um, coming back he, around. Just give him the space. What, um, what? I understand what you're saying about kind of try to give him encouragement, but I have, and he's not even responding to me at all. Okay. How long has that been? Um, text message on Monday. Yeah, um, he'll be and back. I called him. I called him yeah, about midnight um, on okay. Wednesday, and no response. Because okay. I'm trying to give so, him his space, but I don't want him. It, it's that dangle of give him his space, but we need to be in some type of dialogue at the same time while you're having your space. And that's keeps with Tylen on me. And hard. Okay, and, and I understand that. And, and it's, you know, I have to tell you, so, you know, this is who he is. He deals with stuff on his own. So, you know, I know that it's really scary when things have been going the same way for, you know, however long, and then all of a sudden the behavior has changed. I feel my impression about him is that he is trying to work something out and that he's concerned about it. He's stressed about it. He doesn't want to make you feel stressed. So I still feel like he's going to come back around to try to be patient, you know, give him some space now. And I, my impression is he will reach out. Just hang in there. Okay, I know that it's hard. I know that it's hard. Should I reach out to him or just do nothing? No, I, and would, that's I, where... would, I would give him some space right now. That's what I think, too. Thank you for, um, I, thank you, because I'm just like, I'm trying to be strong over here and just give him space, and hopefully right. and the space that he has to do whatever is going on, he'll Come right. back to me, and then we'll be solid. So, do you see him coming back, so, and so, we're solid? So, I'll, so I'm going to reiterate what I said, and then I have to get to the next caller. I know that it's scary. You can write him letters that you don't send him, but just if you think about him, send him some love, and then detach and do your own thing. You know, my impression is he will come back. I'm hearing. You know, you may have contact from him, but as far as him being more cohesive with you, I'm feeling like this disconnecting, again, mid-February is what I'm feeling. So, you know, my impression is there will be some contact before that, but, but all I can do is tell you what I'm getting, and that's what I'm getting. So hang in there and take care of yourself. Do things that you've been wanting to do for you. Go into that self-love and give him the space that he's, that he's needing right now, okay? And I have to get to the next caller. I wish you all the best. Let us know how you're doing, okay? Okay, thank you, Candy, for the call. 
And we're going to take one more call for the night. And this one's also about love. This is coming from Donna. Donna, you're love with Perkin Fisk, your psychic store. Oh, thank Hi, you. Hi, how are you? Happy New Year. Hi, thank you. Happy New Year to you. I'm doing well. How can I help tonight? Um, I wanted to know uh, what you're picking up about a love life for me, perhaps. Okay. Do you want a love life? <laughs> I get, you know, I want somebody, but it's kind of like, I don't know if I want to mess up my peace. <laughs> that, was, <laughs> that, was, that was the energy that I got right when you oh, said that. Oh, that's funny. That's funny. Um, well, you know, like, I don't want complications. I want, you know, someone real nice in my life. <laughs> oh, okay. adore me. So, you know what? Why not? Why not? Yeah. Um, okay. So let's see here. You know, I mean, my impression is that you may meet somebody like I'm, I'm saying I'm getting June. Uh, but I feel like you, know, you may be talking to a couple of people or a few people. It's but there's somebody that's kind of standing out, and I'm getting that that's June, and I'm hearing by August it'll be like okay, this might really be something. So you know, it's I feel like you're going to start talking to people like about March, and by June it'll be like there's two, three different people that you're talking to. But but like I said, by I want to say by the end of June, one of those people is going to be much more you know, it's much more noticeable, much more of a standout from the others. And, again, I'm hearing more than likely relationships by August. So, oh, so yeah, just, just be really clear about what you want. But, but yeah, it's coming for you. It's just, um, you know, be clear about what you want those boundaries to be. That's really, right. that's really what it comes down to. Um, you know, you want to be autonomous. You like being autonomous. And you yeah. have to really make that clear from the very beginning. So right. just be forthright and, and up front, and, and that person, he's going to show up. And he'll kind of be like, whatever you need, whatever you want, you just let me know. Oh, so that's nice. He's huh? coming. Yeah. Oh, good. Okay. Thank you, Donna. It's so wonderful how you're taking so good care of yourself, too. You're very motivating oh, for you. me to do the same. Well, thank you. Thank you. I appreciate that. Yeah, let us know how we can help. We're here every Sunday night at 8 p.m. <laughs> okay, thank you so much. <laughs> Thanks, Donna. Have a great night. Bye-bye. So, you too, Rebecca, you've got about a minute left. Any closing thoughts before you end the show? Uh, you know, just really, really important. Follow your routine. Keep your body happy and comfortable. Um, you know, take little moments to, to calm yourself down. Uh, just with everything in transition right now with the government stuff, like I said, a lot of fear. We feel everything in the conscious field. We feel the sadness of people who have been sick or have passed. We feel the fear of everybody kind of being on edge right now. And so detach from all of that and nurture yourself. Be loving and kind to you and bring yourself back to your own center. So that's my closing thought. If you'd like to book a session, RebeccaFist.com. Garrett, thank you. Thank you. Thank You're you. You're welcome, thank you from the of my heart. I love having you here with me. Thank you. So, everybody okay. come back next Sunday night at 8 o'clock Pacific time. Yep. All right. Well, everybody, thank you so much for tuning in, and uh, we'll see you next week. Have a great week.